0: There are very few artists who can claim their music has 31 billion global streams to date. There are even fewer artists who have had multiple albums become certified two times platinum. It get
1: me? You could me.
0: You could me. But beyond the Grammy nominations, being named one of Time's most influential people and becoming a New York Times bestseller, this artist has exerted an impact beyond just their music.
1: Look as good as the day I met you. I forget just why I left you. I was insane.
0: They have not only used their voice to make hit records, but also as a strong advocate for women's rights, mental health, and the LGBTQ plus community. So when the
1: people around the world ask the question, why isn't there a straight pride parade? The answer because if there was one, you wouldn't have to get on the bus and be terrified of getting beaten or killed afterwards.
0: That's why there's not a straight pride parade. I'm your host, Tam Radia, and this is the Spout Podcast where famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And today, that's Halsey. Like many artists, Halsey has been eager to get back on tour to perform the album they dropped in 2021, while the world was mostly still in lockdown. The album, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, which was produced by Nine Inch Nails' Trent Reznor and Atticus Rock, debuted at number one on Billboard's top current album sales and Billboard's top alternative album charts, and was touted as Halsey's, quote, strongest work to date by Pitchfork. I know you're now nearing the end of your love and power tour. How has it felt to get back on stage to finally perform songs from your album? If I can't have love, I'll have power. You know, it's so
1: funny. I so the last tour that I had done before this was the manic tour. And I did the first leg of it in Europe and the UK. And I had obviously anticipated coming back to the States and doing a long US tour and then you know, we were all locked down and my tour got canceled and I was like, huh, I wasn't really thinking about writing another album at that point because I was planning on touring for the next two years and like touring Manic as an, as an album for a while. But, you know, I had all this time and I was home and I was like, I'm not very good at being, you know, bored. So uh, <laughs> I, I started writing this record and the whole thing has just been so, I don't know, it's been... Sometimes kind of scary, um, and sometimes kind of liberating. Uh, i'm I'm a planner. You know, I'm someone who like really plans things out, and this album was not a part of the plan at all. Like I had not anticipated it. And then, as a result, you know, the tour was not really part of the plan either because I really thought that I was gonna go tour Manic in the u s. Um, and before I got the chance to, I wrote this album, put it out. And then was like, I have to do an entirely different tour now. Um, And, you know, kind of not having that time to plan and overthink has been really nice because I'm on stage just very um, in the moment, you know, like everything kind of happens second to second, minute to minute. Um, And it's been really fun kind of getting to explore that after what feels like a lifetime or like an entire career's worth of being a very like control freak planner about things you know
0: palsy's latest single so good had the internet talking even before its release when the artist took to social media to express their frustrations with their label wanting a viral tiktok moment before it dropped You're- June, you dropped new music with the release of your single "So Good," which you publicly fought to get released. How did it feel to finally get it out to your fans?
1: I mean, I was so happy that I was finally in the world, and you know, it was kind of like transparently, it was kind of one of those things where I really had to check in with myself and be like, "Gosh, like, is this song worth it? Like, is it worth all this?" Like, and you know, once the um, the press cycle kind of started about the song, I was like you know, is this narrative kind of overtaking the art that I made? You know what I mean? Like you make this like amazing, you make up this piece of art and like, you know, all of a sudden this like narrative about it kind of overtakes like the whole thing that you made to begin with. And I ultimately, I was like, you know what? Yeah, it is worth it for me. And it was worth it for me because the song was so personal and, you know, Because my partner who I wrote the song about, you know, he directed the music video and he's in it with me. And it was like just so deeply intimate that on the one hand, I was like, yeah, this is this is worth it. I need to fight for this and get this out. But then on the other hand, I was like, wow, I took this opportunity to do such a revealing and intimate like autobiographical thing. And now it's kind of got this other association that I didn't really want it to have. You know, they kind of wanted it to come out and be just like wholesome and authentic and like kind of unpainted by that. Um, But it's been, you know, a while since the song is out. And I think that that it's kind of like recovered from from that. And people are really resonating with the song for like the story and what it means to me. And then like, you know, as always with songs, what it means to the audience once they get their hands on it. The So Good video felt like an intimate portrait of Halsey's life.
0: And as it should, as it was directed by the father of her son and partner, Alev
1: Aden. I finally got the chance to tell a story that I'd really long wanted to tell. You know, I um, I started dating my partner a couple of years ago, um, and obviously during the pandemic, we uh, got pregnant, and I had my son Ender. And in the midst of all that, I was writing Love and Power, which was an album that wasn't really about the like tender, nice parts of what I was going through. It was more like a personal account of like the more challenging things that I was experiencing. And I find that that's really common with art is that like you are more inclined to write about the negative or like the challenging or the scary or the bad, because like, those are the things you have to get out. You know, those are the, the, the things you need to let out and release but the good you want to hold on to it you know it's yours you don't want people to have it and so you know the album is largely focused on some of the more challenging parts of that transition in my life um there's a couple of nice moments on it too you know like there's a song darling that i i wrote um that's like really really beautiful and 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 light. Never Couple years of living on the road. Couldn't really tell you where they leave us. Don't visit me when I am dead and gone, darling. Don't you. But I felt like once I had kind of gotten past the fear the fear of being pregnant, of giving birth, of being a mom, I was like, oh my gosh, what is all this going to be like? The dust kind of settled for me, and what I was left with was the good and like this story that I had never gotten the chance to tell because I had been holding on to it and keeping it private and keeping it close to the chest for so long. Um, And I've always been really open with my fans, like really transparent about everything I'm going through. So I think that a lot of them were like a little bit surprised when all of a sudden I like, you know, popped up out of nowhere with a boyfriend and a baby and a, you know, (laughs) They were kind of like, whoa, and they were happy for me. They were like, you know, she deserves to have this, um, you know, she deserves to have this intimate experience and we want them to be secure in that. But at the same time, I think my fans were also like, but hey, like we're best friends. You tell us everything. Why didn't you tell us about this? And so I was like, okay. I'm going to tell you the story now like this is how it went down and this is what he's like and what we are like and here's this little like glimpse into this Mm -hmm. part of our our lives looking right looking like all the stars are faded i remember the night i was so frustrated touch your hand for the first time i see it on your face and another lifetime You shared a really sweet
0: note on Instagram that talked about how you two initially met because he was supposed to direct a movie about your life, but now ended up directing a music video about the life that you two share together. Did you ever have moments on set where you were like,
1: wow, the universe works in crazy ways. Oh, that was like definitely the the energy of like the whole, the whole room. Like, you know, his best friend, uh, Justin Shack was the DP um, and, you know, it was just like such a, a, a crazy thing, like for my friends who have all, you know, worked with me and who've known Alev for so long, cause they've known him as the writer that's, you know, sitting in the dressing room, taking notes and judging all of us. And, you know, all of us were like, oh gosh, how are we going to show up on the screen when he writes this thing? Um, but, you know, they had gotten to know him in their own way over the years. And then I had obviously, you know grown close with the people in a love's life as well. And so having everyone on set, like it was a collaborative effort beyond even just he and I, it was like, you know, a lot of our, our friends are people that we like to work with creatively. So having us all in the same space, being like, this is so freaky, like what's going on. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, seeing like the finished product come together and um, yeah, it was, it was really special and, you know, I think that I really trusted him to direct that video because I'm notoriously like I've never really made a music video that I didn't write the concept for and where I'm not on set, like control freak. But I had (laughs) implicit trust in him, obviously because he was the person that I wanted to tell my story. Um, So it was actually kind of nice to kind of go there and to like, Again, the theme of this past year for me has really been like surrendering. You know what I mean? And kind of go there and surrender to him and be like, "I trust you, and you're going to do an amazing job with this." And I was just like so proud of the result and so proud of. Um, I was I was so like um, dignified in, in in my trust of of him as a as a creative. It was almost like more intimate. Like we have a family, sure. We had a baby. He's you know he's <laughs> long my life, but even more scary and intimate than that is directing a music video for me that's a, like a deeper like that goes beyond like any of that stuff I was like okay now we're really gonna prepare to know each other on like a a deep level because you know my my creative work is like it's so sacred to me Between my fingers she lives and she lingers, so she's going
0: your life still in the works? Because I know when you were on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, he brought up how he thought Millie Bobby Brown should play you because the, the resemblance really, truly is uncanny.
1: Uh, I was thinking about who could play you and... Oh, God. No, I know the answer. Is it, is it who I think it... Ready? Here's who I think should play you. Well, this is you. But this
0: is you as Millie Bobby Brown.
1: Oh, I was going to say you. Do you
0: think I should play you? Yeah. What? No. No? Millie Bobby Brown should play you, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, Millie would be great, but I don't really think I'm famous enough to cast Millie. You'll do it, though, right? Of course. And Millie Bobby Brown took to her Instagram
0: stories to say that she, quote, is so down. So what's the update there?
1: You know, it's funny. I, I always joke around. I'm always like, okay, well, I have a lot of work to do before I'm a subject that's worthy of having someone like Millie portray me um on screen um and you know that was, was so crazy about the that the concept of the biopic as well right was it was kind of supposed to be like getting a I guess getting ahead of it like you know the studio I think was more like um go learn about her now so that like if we want to tell this story later we have like a real in the moment account of like what what it was like and what they're like and like, you know, all that stuff. Um, it was, I don't think it was ever meant to be something that came out like this year, you know? Um, Cause it was really funny after that, after that Fallon segment aired, a lot of people were like, why would you have a biopic? I was like, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I, didn't have one. I was like, I just kind of agreed to be like, yeah, you can follow me around and I'm an open book. I'll tell you everything about me. You know what I mean? So maybe in like 10 years, if I have, I don't know, achieved something worthy of having having a film, then maybe we can talk about bringing Millie into the fold because we, we really do look just so much like it's crazy. <laughs> so funny, every time i ever kind of scrolling through my Instagram, I'll see a photos that she posts in my feed, and I'm like, it takes me a second. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Jumping to acting seems to be the path for many musicians some of whom have achieved great success in both artistic fields. After being in music for over a decade, it's now time for Halsey to make the leap. Speaking of acting back in 2020, you were slated to make your acting debut in the player's table alongside Euphoria star, Sydney Sweeney. Have you started shooting that yet? So we're still writing.
1: Um, We had, It took a little bit of time um, during during the pandemic, because um, the product was a, the, the the project was a collaboration between myself, Sydney, um, and a company that was headed by Jean-Marc Ballet, um, who is a absolutely iconic and legendary auteur, and uh, he passed really unexpectedly during the pandemic. Um, Sydney was really close with him and, you know, I had got to know him through the process and was a absolute, you know, huge fan of his work. and so excited. So we're taking our time with it because I think we have a lot of, there's a lot of incentive to make it as best as it can possibly be, you know, for him and in honor of him. So we're still writing. We're going to make sure it gets perfect for us to screen. But in that time, I actually ended up shooting a movie with Sydney. It was my acting debut. It was a movie called National Anthem. I went to uh, Albuquerque and I shot it for two months. And uh, that was such a crazy experience. I had never experienced anything like it. And I totally. Fell in love with the process and with the director the writer tony toast and getting to be on set with people like sydney sweeney and you know who's a friend and she like helped me a lot through that process of kind of being like okay what do i do <laughs> you know um and not even so much what do i do like how do i act More like what do i do like how do i act like how do i be not like acting is. As- acting more as like okay where do I stand and where do I go and if I have a question who do I ask and like do I wait when he calls cut or do I like leave and then wait for them to call me like it's just stupid like little questions like that where I was like Sid help me I don't know what I'm doing like I'm just gonna follow you everywhere you know like um that kind of thing so it was it was it was really awesome because we kind of got the opportunity to kind of like cut our teeth and and work together in that way in preparation for the um the show that we're developing together how are you liking the acting world um that's a good question you know there's one thing you find about the film industry it's it's not quite as instant gratification as the music industry um where you know in music you can write something and then pretty much as soon as you want it out most of the time you can you can get it out um and then you know with 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 films it's just so crazy people will work on projects for years before, before they come out Um, which is why I think that I would just be so terrible as a a filmmaker, um, or I would be okay, but it would definitely be a lesson in patience for me because I'm someone who's like, I made this and I need everyone to see it right now. But I'm a hell of a knife. knife. That am no sweet dream, but I'm a hell of a knife.
0: Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they completely forgot about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. There's this great app I use that helps me track all of my expenses. And because of it, I no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't even use. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Rocket Money is an app that shows all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels whatever you don't want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to RocketMoney.com/spout. Seriously, this could save you hundreds per year. That's RocketMoney.com/spout. While Halsey is mostly known for their pop hits, their latest album is a strong departure from the genre.
1: I sleep with my-
0: Halsey recently announced that they would be finding their way back to their roots. You said in your IG stories back in March that, quote, due to personal reasons, I will be making a pop album. So, Halsey, when can we expect this pop album?
1: I don't know. I think this time I'm going to really take my time with it. You know, the past couple of years, I have really like rushed through um, the creative process in some ways. Um, and almost because I think that was my creative process It was like, get it out. Fall in love with it, put it out before you change your mind, and you overthink it, you know. And and in that way, like every record that I've released has been like a true, uh, uninhibited summary of what my mental state was like in that exact time, what my life was like, what I was going through. You know, sometimes when you wait too long with things, you start to get cold feet, where you're like, I don't know if I want to tell this story, or like, oh, are people gonna like judge me, or like, oh gosh, is this actually lame, or like, is this bad, is this good, I don't know you know, so for me, I kind of always just like get things out as fast as possible because I'm my own worst enemy. But with that being said, I would like to try to really take my time and and sort of, I guess, perfect something in a way because it will be my fifth album, which I I cannot even believe I just said that out loud. Um, (laughs) It's so crazy. I, for as long as I've, I guess, been doing this, like, I'm kind of in an in-between stage where, like, you know, I'm not, like, the new kid on the block anymore, but I'm also not, you know, like, some of the more, like, established musicians that I admire who've been doing this for a decade, even longer than me. Um, So, I'm kind of in this, like, I guess, like, late adolescence of music, and everybody knows late adolescence is angsty and scary and unsure and transformative. And that's the era that I'm in, I guess, right now professionally. So there's definitely a lot of exploring and and soul searching for me to do in that way. Kind of like, who do I want to be? Making friendships in the industry
0: sometimes seems forced, especially when it comes alongside a musical collaboration. But every once in a while, you can tell the love between two artists is pure. Like Halsey's with K-pop superstars, BTS. Speaking of pop, you clearly have a really special relationship with BTS. Outside of your collaboration on the track Boy With Love, which, by the way, has 1.5 billion views on YouTube. (laughs) No big deal. Um, What makes your relationship with BTS so special?
1: I mean you know they're like real creatives they care a lot about what they do they're very respectful and responsible and dedicated and determined they work very hard they're very professional but they're also really fun and warm and kind and real and they don't take themselves too seriously and like you know that's it that energy is infectious you know you want to be around people who are they work really hard but they also know how to have fun and you know I think one of the things that was really awesome for me in getting to have that experience of collaborating with seven people instead of one uh, was, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know, I feel like I, I have like seven different personalities, kind of, you know what I mean? So it was almost like a different version of me could bond in a different way with each of the guys, you know, whether it was like, okay, you know... I'm bonding with one of them because we have a love of we're like both cinephiles and we love like you know old new wave films and photography and like we're talking about cameras and stuff and like you know I'm bonding with another because we both love basketball and I'm like bonding with another because we both really love like early hip-hop production like Jay Dilla and like some of the under like earlier like Timbaland stuff and like I know it's kind of like whoever I was that day, there was always a friend. You know what I mean? There's always someone who got me. um, And that was really cool. Uh, I really liked it. And if I could have it my way, I would love to walk into a room and have seven different potential best friends on any given day. You know what I mean? It's definitely um, a completely unique and wonderful experience. Um, And they've also been a part of my life. For a very long time, you know, they've seen me at different stages of my career and then, you know, through being pregnant, becoming a mom. And it's just really cool to have those relationships in this industry because it can be a lonely one.
0: Have there been any
1: conversations about a new song together? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it would probably be like a like a Halsey BTS song again, but, you know, uh, all the guys are like incredibly talented individuals. So, you know... Obviously I had the the amazing opportunity to work with Shuga on Manic. We did a record together called Shuga's Interlude. I've been trying all my life to separate the time in between the having it all and giving it up. fear. I knew right away that I wanted him for that record and I, it was just like, it came together so, so well. So I could definitely foresee like more opportunities like that where the two of us, me and, you know, whichever one of the guys the project is right for, um, come together and, and like really, really vibe on something just as as artists, you know, not as like, we should put these two artists on a song because it's, you know... Mm-hmm not really how we do things, you know?
0: <laughs> well, speaking of artists, I saw in your IG story that you went to the Kendrick Lamar show last night and I'm actually going to the show on Saturday and I am so excited. How was it? Was it fun?
1: Uh, it was incredible. It was so good. You know, like I, um, you know, what was really cool. And like, I'm making, an, I'm totally making assumptions here. I don't know any of this to be true, but just from my perception, like, you know, watching Kendrick kind of pay homage to like other great artists who have come before him you know like he's he's got the michael glove and he's at the piano like prince and there's like a little bit of like little richard and elton and and there's yeah the michael prince little richard elton there's like all these little like seeds that was a cool thing to watch because i've taken my own things from kendrick Every artist, I think their their style, like their performance style or like their taste is really just an amalgamation of all the things they love. You know what I mean? You Like little bits and pieces of everyone kind of worm their way in and, and make you, you know, all those ingredients make you into like a completely unexpected combination. You know, whether it's like I'm learning from Kendrick or I'm learning from... Uh, Mick Jagger or I'm learning from Stevie Nicks but then I'm also you know I obviously grew up on like watching Hayley Williams you know and and also I mean the list goes on I've just I've I've seen hundreds of concerts and at every single one of them have gone I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do that <laughs> yeah but like my way like this um and you know whether everyone will admit it or not it's what we're all doing you know nothing's created in a vacuum we're all our influences. And so, yeah, I had already, I had already borrowed a trick from him from his last tour or from the damn tour. And so then having seen him last night, I was like, ah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And you know, one of the things that I thought was really incredible about his show, aside from him being just like, you know, an amazing musical talent, it was just from a production standpoint, I learned a really important lesson last night. And this is probably going to come back in a couple of years when I'm back on tour and people are going to remember, me saying this right now, but um in the power of being a silhouette, I'm a really frantic performer. Like I run around quite a bit. I'm like moving the whole time. And some of the most impactful moments of Kendrick sat last night were the moments where he was standing still. And I realized it was because he had nothing to prove and nowhere to go and him just being there and being him was enough. And I was watching that and I was like, wow, I really hope that I get to be that type of performer one day. So yeah, it was really cool. As a fan it was great, and then as like a an artist and a scientist, you know, it was it was a really cool experiment as well, as well, as well. Halsey has a lot of projects under their
0: belt, but one of them is especially important. Their beauty brand about face. Aside from music and potential acting, last year you launched your beauty brand about face, which is cruelty-free and vegan. And honestly, this is like such an organic thing for you to do, because I've always loved your makeup. So tell us about your journey with About Face. And for someone who hasn't tried any of the products yet, what are some of your favorites?
1: Oh my gosh, okay. How much time do you have? I, I, I started, I guess, almost over three years ago now, maybe almost four three, almost four years ago was like the kind of initial conversations about like, you know, what kind of brand I wanted to make and like, you know, the development and the innovation and like what was really important to me in the brand's identity. And then obviously it takes a long time to, um, go through formulas and labs and like, you know, get everything to a really good place. Um, it's like one of the greatest stories of my life. Um, I actually literally spent all day yesterday going through new formulas. Um, I test everything. I wear everything. I send things back over and over and over again. Like, you know, too creamy, not opaque, you know, too drying, too this. Like, you know, I, I, I have like a, I secretly have like a pretty, uh, meticulous knowledge about makeup just from, you know, the past eight years of doing my own, um, on camera, on red carpets and music videos, magazine covers, you know, um, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about what products work and what do certain things. And uh, you know, I've kind of just tried to apply all that knowledge to to About Face, but also I just really wanted to make a brand that was really fun, like really fun, like just didn't feel like a like a clean, white, sterile backdrop and someone being like, "You should buy this." More just like something that was kind of like chaotic and colorful and kind of like and not sending the message by this because you'll be more beautiful, but sending the message that says by this, because you're going to have so much fun with it. You know what I mean? Um, I like make a joke to my friends a lot of the times where I'm like, I would rather be cool than pretty. If that makes any sense. Like, you know, there's, I know There's a lot of people who probably like, for example, think that I look better when I have long hair, um, because it's more beautiful and more glamorous to them. And maybe sometimes that's true for what our standards are for those types of things. But I like it better when I shave my head or when I bleach off my eyebrows or when I, you know, like sometimes what makes me feel the coolest isn't always necessarily what looks the best. And I don't know that I really care. I would much prefer to be cool, and that's kind of like the—that's really the DNA of About Face. Is that like who cares about being pretty? Be cool. Hey guys, it's Halsey, and we are back. I'm going to be showing you how to do another full face look with my About Face products. Now we're not going to be doing any old regular, regular look today. We're going to be getting into some very adventurous, advantageous hyperbolic, extravagant, crazy stuff. Now, one of my favorite things to do on red carpets is to do a full editorial look, which means sometimes breaking makeup rules. It's also nice not caring so much about that stuff because it gives you so much more room for experimentation, you know, like sometimes I'll be doing my hair and like my hairstylist would be like, are you sure you want to do this? And I'll be like, yeah, because if I don't like it, I'll just shave my head. You know, like having that freedom to be able to just be like, yeah, because if I don't like it, I'll just do this or I'll do that, I don't care. You know, like I'll shave off my eyebrows for like a photo shoot and people will be like, oh my gosh, you're going to shave off your eyebrows. I'm like, yeah, because I don't care. You know, it's like nice to have that kind of freedom, I guess. Um, As far as products people should try, um, you know, I have two, I have two lines. So there's About Face and then there's AF94. Um, About Face is kind of my artistry brand. And then AF94 is our like introductory brand that's available at Walmart. Um, and there's great products across both of them. Um, and they're both great for if you're experienced or if you're not. There's kind of something for everyone in both lines. But um, for AF94, my favorite products are the Playdate uh, Cheek and Lip Stick. Um, I love the Scribble Stick. Our glosses are amazing. Um, our liners are really fun. Um, there's one liquid liner that's in a color called Blue Benin And it's like the most electric blue liner ever. It's really awesome. Then for About Face, we have kind of we have gel eyeliners that come in a bunch of different colors, like super neon shades. Um, And actually, yesterday we just won an Allure Best of Beauty Award for them. Um, Nice, thank you. So it's not just me saying that they're like the best product. Like I have the (laughs) I have the science to back it up. Um, And they're they're (laughs) so fun. They're so awesome. And then and then our um, our eye paints are great if you're like a real artistic person who likes to kind of, um, mess around with that. But yeah, every, every, there's something for everyone. Like if you're like a no makeup makeup person or you're like a totally goth editorial experimental makeup person, like there's definitely something for you. Oh, more than one thing A lot of things, actually.
0: Well, thank you so much, Halsey. It's been so much fun talking to you today. I really appreciate your time. And I'm definitely going to be looking out for that pop album in the next however long. (laughs) Take your time. It's going to be really
1: exciting. Thank you. It's so funny you say that because every single person I talk to has such a different um, desire or agenda for the next year. And every time I talk to people who, you know, love radio and and love pop culture and love pop music, they're like, We want the pop album. And then, you know, when I talk to people who are like on the more old side of things, they're like, When are you making a new metal record? Um, but I, love it. I hope that I can can continue to make something for everyone. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you saying that. And thanks for having me. To see more of our conversation, search
0: Spout Podcast on IG or Twitter or at spoutpodcast.com. This episode of the Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media, written and narrated by Tamra Dia, produced by Mark Long, and edited and created by Phil Becker. Spout.